Well, it's a gift to introduce um, Mary Catherine Mahalik, who will, is one of our um, focus missionaries here on campus. She's uh, in her fifth year as a focus missionary, and it's really a gift and blessing to have her on LSU's campus. Just a little bit about Mary Catherine. She is from Texas. She's a graduate of UT in Austin. And she, um, in her freshman year, like within the first few weeks of school, she was invited um, to attend a Bible study, which she happened to say yes to. And from that moment on, it um, changed the, the rest of her life to, to come into um, a deepening and intimate relationship with our Lord and the desire to share that and lead other um, college students um, to come to know him personally as well. So I'd like to welcome Mary Catherine up um, right now. Thank you. Good morning. Um, yeah, it's an honor to be here with you all. And yeah, like Miss Ali said, this is my fifth year as a missionary, and it's my first year at LSU. So I just moved here about two months ago, and this is my first Our Ladies Fighting Tigers. So when Miss Ali was, we were in her office, and she was asking me to speak, and she was explaining what this group was. I was sitting there, and I was like, is this the time to tell her that I'm no expert on intercessory prayer by any means? Um, but yeah, I, I really, she asked me to speak today, not necessarily to, yeah, teach or give practicals because all of you have probably been praying much longer than I have. But I just want to share some of my experiences as a missionary and just some stories of how intercessory prayer really has been a crucial part of my ministry and having the prayers of other people, how I've seen it impact the lives of students on campus and how necessary it is. So I hope that it's encouraging and edifying to all of you. Yeah, as, as she said, this is my fifth year um, as a missionary and kind of my journey to, to joining staff with Focus. I really contribute um, a lot to groups of women like you. I went to school at Texas and as I went as a freshman, um, yeah, Texas is a pretty secular school. It's kind of a crazy party school and um, I was really nervous to go to, to go to college because I didn't want to lose my faith. And really just out of the Lord's providence I met Focus Missionaries my very first Sunday at Mass. We have a little gathering area and um, I didn't know that they were missionaries at the time but just a really cute boy asked me to join a Bible study and had a clipboard and you know as a freshman girl I'm like yes I will join a Bible study. Um, so I showed up to my first Bible study to find out that it's all girls, and Focus doesn't have co-ed Bible studies, but you know, the Lord uses really anything to, to draw us to himself. So I joined that Bible study, and over the course of my freshman year, I just began to encounter the Lord in a really new and personal way than I ever had before, and it was so easy to fall in love with him. And yeah, I know that, that the way that really my faith kind of just fell into my lap and it was so easy to to encounter the Lord. I'm like, that's nothing of my own effort. Uh, I look back and I know that I had a mom that was praying for me really intentionally and she had a lot of friends at our parish that were praying for all of their daughters that had gone off to school. And so I know that I was a recipient of so many prayers that allowed me to encounter Jesus in a very personal way. Um, and one, one story that really um, has always resonated with me is that Bible study that I entered my freshman year. 
there was another girl from my home parish that joined at the same time. And she had a really deep conversion through that study. And I began to encounter the Lord very personally through it as well. And one summer, we were back at home, and we decided to go to our home parish to pray for a little bit. And we just were sitting in the empty church praying, and she leaned over to me and said, you know, I love coming and just sitting here in this church because I'm reminded of all of the people at this parish that have prayed for me. And I'm so confident that it was their prayers of the women that were here, of the, the priest and all of everyone that has prayed for me, it's their prayers that have led me back to my faith and have really saved me from the path that I, that I was going down. And that has just always stuck with me because I think it's so true um, for, for her and for myself as well that um, I didn't really, I didn't do anything to encounter the Lord. And that's really why I wanted to become a missionary as well because um, without cost I had received and without cost I wanted to give and so I became a missionary, and I found out a few things really quickly that the Lord has a sense of humor because I got sent to my rival school um, as my first assignment. I went to Texas A&M, which is a huge rival of UT. Um, so that was really fun, as you can imagine. And then secondly, uh, I found out just really how, how little and how weak I was because I had a lot of zeal, and I wanted to be a first-year missionary and save souls and, you know, really convert hearts. And you find out very quickly that the mission and the ministry is way beyond any, any human capacity. Um, and I found that out very through the hard way through, yeah, no one showing up to Bible study or you text people over and over again and they just completely ignore you. Um, and you realize, yeah, all of my own human efforts, they don't, they don't actually matter unless someone is praying for this to be successful, whether it's myself whether it's people that are behind me at home that are praying. But intercessory prayer really is the only thing that is going to make these efforts fruitful. And as I've continued to, to be, be a missionary and to remain on staff and, and go to different campuses, I've just seen the Lord work in tremendous ways through intercessory prayer. And some of yeah, my favorite stories um, I just wanted to sort of share with you and one of those is a student that I met at one of the campuses I was on. And she hadn't been practicing her faith. Um, she was baptized and received her first communion, but she wasn't, she wasn't Catholic. And she actually was pretty adamantly, she was very outspoken of like, I'm not going to church, I'm not going to be Catholic. And I met her through her sister, who had experienced a conversion in high school. Um, and so she was practicing her faith, and she was praying for her sister to, to experience a conversion. But... Um, she was very, very against it. And so we started becoming friends just here and there. We hung out a few times. And one evening, it was a Saturday night, I got a text from her. She said, hey, can I come to Mass with you tomorrow? And at this point, I knew this girl hadn't been to Mass in probably 10 years, didn't ever want to go when her sister invited her. So I'm like, sure, like, you can come to Mass with me. I'll pick you up, you know, whatever you need. So we go to Mass, and... As we're sitting in the pew, there's a guest priest, and the first words in his homily are, if someone, if a meteor were to hit this church today, not all of you would go to, go to heaven. Some people here would go to hell. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like sinking, sinking in my seat, like, oh, this is this girl's first time back in a church in 10 years, like, Holy Spirit, I pray that you know what you're doing. And so she asked me to get coffee after mass, and I'm like, okay, yep, here we go, let's, let's talk about it. And to my surprise, 
she tells me that she wants to get, get confirmed and she wants me to be her sponsor. And again, I'm like, I've really hung out with this girl three times. We've never talked about God. Like, something else is going on. This is not my own efforts that is causing her heart to really be opened. And I know that her sister has been really intentionally praying for her and begging the Lord for her conversion. And so um, I agree to be your sponsor, and we schedule her confession that week, her first confession in 15 years. And I just got to be her friend over the course of of the year on campus and see the Lord kind of take really slow steps in her life and her grow in her faith and turn away from her old life of sin. And one thing I just felt the Holy Spirit on my heart to do was um, to drive by her house every day on the way to work. And it was just one street over from my normal route. So I just would drive by her house every day and I would pray three Hail Marys when I turned on her street because I didn't feel like I had a lot to offer as a way of like intercessory prayer, I couldn't do it all the time, but I was like, I can do this just quickly on my way to work. And so all year, I would drive by her house and I would pray three Hail Marys for her and for the place that she lived. And once COVID hit and quarantine hit, um, she actually, her and her sister lived together in this house and their roommates went home. And so she invited us to, my, my teammate and I, to move into their house for the duration of COVID because she was like, it'll be more fun if we're together. And as a missionary, that's like your dream because it's hard to get FaceTime with students. And if you're living with them, I mean, it's great because you can have so many conversations. You can invite them, excuse me, into prayer. So my teammate and I began to live at her house for eight weeks. And it was amazing. That space really became a place where she had a much deeper conversion. Um, She began to pray with us every day to watch daily mass Um, She prayed her first Divine Mercy Chaplet. We just had so many conversations about what it meant to truly be a disciple of the Lord. And as I moved back home after the summer, um, I just was thinking about, yeah, what the Lord did. Because, it again, it was like a jaw drop moment every, almost every day. Like, there would be a conversation. I'm like, this is really wild. Like, something is happening in her heart. And my effort really, it doesn't match up. Like, the input versus the output. Um... And the Lord just reminded me of not only all of the people that pray for my ministry every day, um, but also just the three Hail Marys that I had been praying for her um, over the course of that year in the physical location that so many, so many graces happened um, and the connection between intercessory prayer and, and the work of the Lord and grace that is poured out. Really just, I'm like, there's no coincidence that those two things, you know, were connected and it's really humbling to, to be an instrument of that and to see the Lord work. And the, the second story that, that comes to mind is, again, at this same campus, um, we, we really wanted to break into fraternity, the fraternity scene. And my teammate, he was Greek in college, and so he was doing fraternity outreach on this campus, and nothing was really happening, and he was inviting guys, and some would come to his Bible study, some wouldn't. And then one day, it was just like a switch flipped, and so many fraternity guys started responding to him. He had several different Bible studies, and two really prominent fraternity men on campus experienced really big conversions and changed their whole life, like really 180. And um, they both started Bible studies in their different fraternity chapters that had 15 guys come every week. Some were Catholic, some weren't. And our team is just like, what is going on? Like, this is absurd how things are really changing and moving. Um, And we come to find out a few weeks later that 
The rectory is really close to Fraternity Row, and our pastor, for the last 10 years, had been praying a walking rosary around Fraternity Row every single night for these fraternity men. And as soon as we, we found that out, it was like, oh, of course that makes sense. This pastor had been, he'd been interceding so intentionally for 10 years and really tilling the soil through his own prayers for deep conversions and transformation to happen within Greek life. And it just, to me, is so clear and it's so evident that the mission and the ministry of, of really any form of evangelization, but especially on the college campus, it's not possible without people that are praying for the work that is happening because, um, yeah, it is just, again, it's so beyond our own human strength and our own human efforts. So I just wanted to thank you guys for being here and for praying for Christ the King, for praying for LSU. Um, it really, yeah, what, what we do as a ministry, as missionaries, and um, as a staff here, it's not possible without your prayers. And I know many of you probably have college students that you either know here um, or maybe you don't, and I know that sometimes when you're interceding and you're asking the Lord for things to happen in a ministry, that it can feel discouraging if you, if you don't know who you're praying for. And a lot of times the students at LSU are, are nameless and faceless to you. But for us as a ministry here, um, we do. We see the faces and we know the names of the students that you pray for. And we see what the Lord is doing in their lives. And it just, it's so necessary that, that you're here and that you're praying for them. And we just want to thank you for the ways that you, you sacrifice and you intercede for this campus and this ministry. And um, yeah, thank you also on behalf of the students because lives are being changed and transformed here at LSU because of your prayers. So thank you for being here and thank you for praying for us. Invite up right now, Lisa Flood, who is the founder of Our Ladies Fighting Tigers. Um, just to share a little bit about uh, about how we began and then just how you can become more involved and the gift of um, being able to pray for um, for the students here and your, your, your children. Good morning. Thank y'all so much for being here today. We are so excited that we're able to gather to pray for our kids at Christ the King. My heart is really full this morning because four years ago, the Holy Spirit put it on my heart to begin a prayer group covering the mission and ministry of Christ the King and Father Andrew and all the student ministers and all the students here. At that time, my oldest son was playing lacrosse at a college in North Carolina, which is where he still is. I never dreamed that I would even have a student at LSU. Well, now I do. My second son has just transferred from a school in Pennsylvania, and so now I finally have a tiger. So I followed that prompting all those years ago, and I've been praying with every event of Our Ladies Fighting Tigers, never dreaming that my own kids would benefit from the gift of what is happening in this community. Our prayers matter. They really make a difference. Um, I'm just going to share a story that happened this summer where Our Lady showed me how important and powerful her intercession is. And it was really sort of dramatic. Our oldest son has, since he's a baby, had a life-threatening allergy to peanuts, tree nuts, and shellfish. We managed it beautifully. He's had one anaphylactic reaction in his life, and it was when he was a baby. 
Well, this summer we were in Colorado, and it was the first night of our trip, and somehow they cross-contaminated his food, but we weren't sure what was happening. We got back from the restaurant, and he felt sick, and he didn't have hives, he didn't have difficulty breathing, all the things that we would look for for anaphylaxis, so he would know to use his EpiPen, none of those signs were there, except he was vomiting. And so we, we thought about it, and we thought, okay, it seems like this is just a stomach bug. I got in bed that night, and I was not at peace. And with the information that I had, all I could do was pray. It was our first night in the house we were renting in Colorado. And so I literally cried out to Our Lady, and I said, I am not at peace, but I need to trust you. If there's something more serious going on with him, and this is his allergies, I need you to show me. I fell asleep knowing I was in her arms. I knew that she had me, and I knew Jesus was in that room with me. At 2 o'clock in the morning, a huge wind blew through the house. We had all the windows open. The wind was so loud, it woke me up. And as I sat up in bed, a door slammed shut with the gust of wind. And I knew I needed to go check on my son. So I ran downstairs and uh, turned on the light, and his throat was closing. He said, Mom, we need to get to the hospital. He used his EpiPens, and thank God, you know, we were able to get him the treatment that he needed. But when we went back to his allergist when we got home, and we went through the whole story, my son, who's now 21, looked at the doctor who's treated him since he was a baby and said, what would have happened if I hadn't woken up? My throat was closing. Well, the young resident who was in there looked at him with a big smile and said, you know, we don't even need to talk about that. She said, I think God woke you up. So I knew that was a beautiful example of not having peace, not having all the information, not knowing what to do, but praying. And at the moment that I needed to do something, I knew. So our prayers, they matter for our kids. They matter for our kids' friends. They matter for this campus, for those students who have no one praying for them. So now that you're here at Our Ladies Fighting Tigers, we're ready to gain some momentum. What are we calling for? We're asking for, um, this is the first time we're doing this, we're asking for people to consider being ambassadors for Our Ladies Fighting Tigers. What does that mean? We're hoping that you'll go back to your parish and gather your friends, start a rosary group, put it in your bulletin, prayerfully discern what works for your schedule, gather your friends, and invite others whom you don't even know to gather weekly to pray and intercede for the mission and ministry of what God wants to do at Christ the King. When you checked in at the sign-up sheet, there is a spot you know, for all of your information, but there's one spot if you would like to sign up to be an ambassador, if you would just check that, and then um, I think Allie will get in touch with you, and, and you can take the next step. Pray in whatever man, manner you're used to praying. If you've already got a prayer group in place, start interceding, and, and put it in your bulletin, please. Let people know, and that's how some people have found out about Our Ladies Fighting Tigers, when they've seen things in the bulletin that we're ha having a morning of prayer we want to take this morning of prayer and move it forward. We're asking for tremendous covering 
for all that God wants to do on this campus. You can also be looking, if you've already signed up to be a part of our Ladies Fighting Tigers, on Thursdays there will be an email. There's a monthly email that goes out to talk about what the prayer intentions are. But we're going to start sending out, um, I think every Thursday, a little shout out to say, hey, these are the prayer intentions for the week, or please join us. Just a little reminder to say, we at Christ the King every Thursday are praying the rosary for this mission and this ministry. Wherever you are, what day of the week it is that works for you, please gather your friends and join us in prayer. So if you'd like to be an ambassador, please sign, um, check the little box at the sign-up sheet. And I'm here to say, I think we can be prepared to expect miracles.